Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scottsy Business, and today we're going to be talking about my amateur investing for the month of April. If you're wondering why I don't have my glasses, it's because I had to go and uh, get my lenses changed, so I'm waiting on that, and I might not have them for the next couple of episodes, but either way, luckily my vision has improved, so it's not as bad. Uh, and I've also not been making many videos lately. A lot's been going on. I got a car, had issues with the car, got the car fixed, had some weddings that I went to, lots and lots and lots of things going on. But I am uh, trying to do my best to post as much as possible. And uh, very soon I will be doing the second part of the stablecoin video. And uh, and what I continually putting off is uh, the comprehensive blockchain social media platform review. So that will be coming soon enough. So do stay tuned for that. But today, we're going to be looking at what I usually take a look at, which is all the investing choices I've been doing and earning crypto from my investments, uh, from staking, things like that. So we'll be taking a look at my dividend income and what I'm doing with stocks, what I'm doing with crypto, uh, generally how I'm budgeting and saving and what's going on there. And then obviously we'll also talk about uh, Terra, Luna and how that's impacted the market and where I think things are going. I'm still pretty bullish um, for the too long didn't read of this, but uh, we'll dive into all that and talk about my general portfolio as a whole and all the individual changes and things I've been shifting around because I've I've made a few changes, uh, nothing drastic on the stock side, more so on the crypto side. And we'll dive into all of that after a quick word from my sponsor today. A big thank you and shout out to my sponsor, Cake Wallet, which is an open source, non-custodial Bitcoin and Monero wallet that also has a built-in exchange. It's available on iOS and Android. Thanks again to my sponsor. So let's jump into it. Uh, as always, we take a look at my dividends, which you can see by the graph have basically fallen off a cliff. Uh, I went from $115 last month to about $18 this month. Not really surprising though, considering I liquidated about 75 to 80% of my portfolio. And now I'm just running with uh, the, the small percent that I have left, which isn't very big, but I don't really want to be putting a lot into it. I'll put a little bit into it and I'll let it grow itself, but I'm not going to be adding a lot of capital to that. I'm more focused on uh, building up my precious metal reserves and um, and basically just saving to possibly get some real estate going in the future. So I've had a lot of expenses and things that have been changing and, and I've been, you know, getting my emergency gear prep and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll cover that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so not a lot to talk about for dividends. Uh, on the opposite side of that, though, for my crypto income, it's way, way up uh, because I've just been continually putting more into staking and just focusing more on that side of things. So that's been going really well. Um, $157.31 is what I earned in April, which is a record earning. Uh, I believe that'll keep happening every month as I continue to compound interest and uh, just put more into uh, stakeable cryptocurrencies, namely HBD and Atom. But we'll talk about that in the individual breakdown in just a little bit. In terms of other passive income, uh, nothing really to note for this month. I did get something for May, but we'll cover that in the next one. In terms of general crypto appreciation, uh, at the beginning of May, I was down, you know, like 44,000 or so. Um, I'm up a little, well, I was up and then massively down, obviously, as we all know. I'm way, way down. It's like 129 
for my main portfolio and then add in a few other things, it's, it's pretty down. Like it's pretty bad. I'm down about 112,000 as of today from beginning of April 1st. So, you know, not super ideal, but it is what it is. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you know where your long-term assets are going and, and if you're strong with your conviction, um, then you shouldn't really have any problems because, you know, if, if, if I genuinely do believe it's going to that, you know, 200,000 plus Bitcoin and if Ethereum 2.0 really is the catalyst to bring us there and bring Ethereum to like 10K plus, which I very much truly do believe. And there's so many factors that point to that. Um, I'm, my faith isn't really wavered. Obviously it really sucks. Uh, and I recommend to anyone who's like struggling with this kind of stuff right now, I find a lot of, um, fulfillment and, uh, it's like a meditative experience for me to like, listen to Alan Watts speak about the experience of life and reality. And I've always found it very, um, calming and. I don't know what the right word is. Like it's very Zen and very spiritual to me. And it's very, it brings me back to center and uh, takes my focus away from all the craziness. And realistically, this could all be gone and we could be in all time highs by the end of the year for all we know. So I'm still very confident in where we're going. Uh, crypto is very, very bullish. And, you know, there's so many signs pointing to that, like the lowest amount of Bitcoin on exchanges and so many people are withdrawing and keeping it on their own wallets. Uh, Panama and South Africa adopting it as legal tender, which many more countries are probably going to follow. Lots of countries are, they have things in the works for Bitcoin. Um, there's so much going on. Germany recently said that if you have crypto for over a year, you will not be taxed on capital gains. So it's mainly focused on taxing day traders. So there's a lot going on that would lead people to be bullish on cryptocurrency. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen in this market. I just know that in the future, I'm very confident that it's going to be up from where it is now. Mind you, none of this obviously is financial advice. My stock investments haven't changed very much. They're just a tiny bit down because, I mean, we've seen the whole market's been crazy. Realistically, I think a lot of this too is um, a run on the banks, quite simply, because when there's runs on the banks and everyone's withdrawing their money, the banks only have like eight to 10% generally. Uh, and if they don't have that money, they have to start selling assets and since everything has been down, they would have been selling at a loss, uh, which kind of compounds that loss and makes it worse and worse and worse. Um, it seems to be the case that a lot of people are withdrawing or buying precious metals and sort of switching up what they were currently doing because inflation is, uh, is we almost have like runaway inflation right now. It's really, really bad. And a lot of these signs still seem to me to be good for Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency that is scarce and uh, aligned with this because people are seeing, okay, inflation is so bad. Maybe some people had to sell their cryptocurrency to have money available. But on the flip side, a lot of people are like, inflation is so bad. I need to have crypto just to secure my wealth and my value. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword and mostly the loss is related to Terra Luna crashing the market and everything that happened there. I'll generally cover that more in my uh, algorithmic stablecoin episode, which will be part two of my stablecoin series. And we'll dive into all that good stuff and uh, what actually happened there. 
Um, I mean, it's not definitive as to exactly what happened, but we can talk about the aftermath. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and then, of course, my total portfolio, 257 uh, at the beginning of May. Right now, it's only 208. So again, I'm down quite a lot, but uh, I'm still very confident in where we're headed. In terms of my budget, uh, I did spend a lot more than I would have liked to in the last month. But again, uh, I finished buying all the rest of my prep gear. Uh, I got my car. I got everything I needed for my car. Um, I, I paid for my gun license course. Lots and lots of things that I, I paid for up front recently. Plus, my expenses have gone way up with the car and I don't have roommates anymore. So a lot has changed. Um, I don't recommend it because... It's much better having extremely low expenses so you can just save and focus on investing. Uh, probably one of the worst times for my expenses to go up uh, a lot, but instead I've been working a lot more on my day job side of things to make more money, which unfortunately negatively impacts how much time I have for the channel. Even though the channel produces a fair bit amount of money for me, it, it generally has to come after my day job work because you know, there's got to be some sort of prioritization of the job that is always going to consistently bring me in money to survive versus something that might be different every month. And I, it's not really fully reliable, but I would love to get to the point where I could fully rely on this channel and just make content for you guys. So hopefully that is something that will happen in the near future. But uh, for now, let's just continue focusing on what we've got going on. So as you can see, my total wealth breakdown uh, comes to 208,000, as I mentioned. So, you know, it is way down, but, it, you know, that's how it goes. Um, still a significant portion in crypto, but uh, as I mentioned before, a lot more in fiat cash than I used to hold because, you know, uh, having to buy a lot of things, a lot more expenses, um, living by myself. And just generally trying to save up some more money to potentially get into real estate because, you know, the way things are going, that's probably, I probably got to put some money into there. Not a lot because I'm still going to wait for crypto to basically, you know, do some crazy stuff before I really, really get into real estate. But I do want to start getting more prepared and just saving some money and getting ready to get more into real estate because, again, I don't really trust the stock market that much anymore. Um, as much as I would love to just put money in there and hope that that's going to go well, I just don't really trust it anymore. And I'd rather just have the money myself and try to do what I need to do to, uh, build up that savings and then maybe eventually get a mortgage and, uh, get going on that side of things. Uh, in terms of the breakdown of all my other stuff, we'll go individually through them. I sold off my losing, uh, ETF, the one that was doing the worst. Um, and you know, I got some advice from a friend who's an accountant and he recommended I focus more on these three and I kind of agreed. So I went ahead and I did that, uh, with my biggest investment in VDY and, uh, and then my second biggest in fidelity and then my third in iShares. They're all up now, which is really great to see. And, um, you know, they pay a reasonable dividend. So, you know, I have no issues with uh, just continuing to compound this and just letting this grow naturally over time. I also sold out my investment fund because just 
I figured, eh, there's no no real point in uh, in holding on to it. It was also down a little bit, like $20 or something. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'll just focus on these main ETFs and I'll just keep my money on the side and just keep building that up. In terms of growth crypto, uh, no real changes here aside from just changes in price. Um, so things have sort of shifted around a little bit, but nothing drastic. I mean, it's still generally Ethereum is a little bit more dominant than Bitcoin in my portfolio. And that's just, it's not by design. That's just by happenstance of Ethereum doing really well since I bought. Staking wise though, I've changed a lot. I sold all of my Tron. Um, it was kind of ironic. Recently, someone said, like, how dare you have such bad morals and integrity to invest in Tron, even though you said you don't like the founder of Tron. Ironically, I'd already sold before they said that, but I thought that was interesting. And it's probably a good point to bring up that investing should be amoral. It shouldn't be like, do I think the CEO of that company is a good person? Because most of the time, I don't think they're a good person. Steve Jobs was a terrible person to his employees um, and people are fine investing in Apple. Uh, I use a bank. I don't like the banking system. I still use the bank. It's not like morally egregious to use financial institutions and tools and services that you're not necessarily, uh, you know, endorsing or encouraging, but it's unrealistic to not use a lot of these things. So I think that's kind of a silly way to look at investing. Like, oh, I'm only going to invest in what I think is like morally righteous or if I like the CEO. We could like a CEO of a terrible company and lose all your money. Investing should generally be amoral. Uh, I would say the same thing for if you wanted to invest in alcohol or tobacco or whatever it happens to be. Invest your money where you think your money is going to do well, not where you think is the most morally virtuous place to invest. And in a perfect world, maybe that is how we would do it, but that's not a sound investing strategy. This isn't how to invest in the best way that props up your reputation. It's how to invest, I mean, as an amateur, uh, in the best way that I can build my wealth. And that's really how most people should be approaching it. Just like, you know, generally people shop fairly amorally, uh, but I would think investing would be one of the most amoral ways that you would approach uh, in terms of like your morality and ethics. I mean, obviously there's certain things that you might be concerned about if it was really bad, but generally morals and things like that of like CEOs or whatever shouldn't be that big of a concern to you when you're investing. Because again, CEOs change, people change, people do things. Tons of stuff can happen. Anyways, um, for Tron, I sold all my Tron and I just put all that into HBD. I mean, they set HBD to 20% APR uh, not that long ago. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good APR. I don't think it's super sustainable, but given how low the liquidity is, I get it. Not a super big fan of it. I mean, a lot of uh, algorithmic stablecoins have been not doing so well. So that kind of makes me a little uneasy about HBD, but they do have some good things in place. And I've always been fairly confident in the Hive ecosystem, as you can see with my Hive pillow. Um, you know, I'm not super concerned. It isn't so much money that I'm going to be 
that devastated if something bad happens, but it is enough money that it's a little concerning to me. However, I'm just going to keep building up my Cosmos and uh, HBD and just compounding that interest and earning and just keep funneling things into it. I'm also putting most of my blurt into HBD as well. That's everything for staking though. Um, originally it was about around 130, but when I priced it in, it was 157 or whatever I mentioned earlier today though, it's uh, or sorry, it was 157 today. It's 130. So it lost a little bit of value, but that's not that bad. Um, still a record number regardless. And considering how bad the market was hit, this isn't really too, too terrible to see. Uh, no changes with my privacy crypto for Monero, aside from occasionally topping it up with some earnings from uh, Redon Cash. So nothing big there. Uh, for my crypto cash, again, nothing really big, just a little bit of fluctuations in the market. I did sell out of Litecoin and decided I would mainly just focus on Dash and Bitcoin Cash. Um, I don't really have that big of a preference between Bitcoin Cash or Dash or Litecoin. Generally, Dash is a little bit better, but sometimes there's places where it might only accept Bitcoin Cash. And generally, it's Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin. So I figured I don't really need both of them. And I'm not trying to spread myself where I'm in more cryptocurrencies than I really need to be. If it was a real concern, I could always just convert over. That's not really a big problem. I just wanted to have my portfolio be a little bit more focused on specific cryptocurrencies and less spread out so that I don't really have to keep track of as much and just make it a little bit easier for myself. This is where the most ridiculous stuff happened. So just before the crash, I was lucky enough to sell most of my Luna for BNB which I spent almost all of my BNB on buying more Rune as it went down in value. Cause I was like, okay, I bought Rune at 350, sold it at 12, sold a little bit more at 15. I was sitting so good with that profit. And then I put it back into BNB and then it went all the way down to like $9. I bought in, it went down again to $7. I bought in more and then I bought in even more at $5. I basically wrote it all the way down. Um, the difference is though, it's not me dollar cost averaging and, you know, doing this foolishness because I'm deluded with how good Rune is. It's because A, I mean, the whole market crashed, but more so that um, I know Rune, if it continues, if ThorSwap continues doing what it's doing, I know it's going to go way, way, way back up. So I'm not really concerned. I am a little bit down, um, but at the end of the day, Rune is an amazing cryptocurrency and what it supports, that ecosystem, ThorSwap, being able to trade in a decentralized way across different chains is so, so innovative and it's so much faster than using most swap exchanges anyways. Um, it's just such a good technology and service that I really do believe in it and I'm happy to invest in it and and wait it out for them to uh, gain more traction. And I'm sure as they make more um, integrations, we'll see that go up a lot more. A big hit was because they recently integrated Luna 
And then obviously losing all of that, they lost all of the gains from that as well, as well as the whole market going down. So it hit Rune a little extra hard, um, but you know, it is what it is. And then um, just for fun, I took some of my extra UST that I'd gotten from an airdrop and I bought a bunch of Luna near the bottom. You know, I'm sure a bunch of people did this just for fun, just to see what would happen. It 5X and I was like, okay, I could probably sell at this point um, and go from $30 to 150. But I was like, you know, let's just see what happens. And then it went way, 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 way down. And now it's worth 50 cents. Um, But, you know, that's how it goes when you play the crypto game. I said for a long time that Luna was sketchy. Uh, It was unsustainable for them to be putting 20% guaranteed interest into Anchor Protocol. It was done by lending. They only had 30% borrowers. So the writing was really on the wall that this was not going to work out. And I said this a long time ago. Um, The next big one that I'm pretty skeptical of right now is ICP. It's been going down, 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 down. Their apps aren't working very well right now. They're having having a lot of problems. Um, Most of the cryptocurrencies that I've said I don't recommend this have done terribly and done worse than Bitcoin and Ethereum. So I feel pretty good with my track record right now. The only one that hasn't totally gotten like wiped out basically is Hex, but Hex is still doing very, very poorly right now. Um, So, you know, I mean, it's not technically a Ponzi scheme anymore, but there's still a lot of those elements to it where it's still pretty sketchy. Um, And if you read my previous article on why I didn't keep my hex and I sold out was because of how bad it is and all the stuff that's been affecting it in the market. But regardless, we'll move on from that. Um, That's pretty much everything for uh, this investing episode. We've covered all the basics here. So I'll switch back to my main camera. At the end of the day, um, you know, anything can happen in the crypto market. It's always been volatile. It's always been risky. Uh, again, nothing I talk about here is financial advice. This is just my journey of financial, uh, my financial journey and amateur investing. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's really, really tough to lose a lot of money, right? It's really, really tough, but it's all unrealized. So I'm going to just be grateful for what I do earn and that I'm able to afford to live in a place by myself and have a car and, um, you know, be able to afford all of my emergency preparedness gear, which maybe I'll cover in a future episode, buying precious metal, having my uh, money, all like a bunch of money that I withdrew, being able to visit my parents when I want to. And, um, you know, guys, I started in November of 2019. So I started with like around $5,000 ish. If I can get to five from 5,000 to 208,000, in a few years, I got to just be grateful that I was able to do that at all. And, um, you know, the journey is going to have ups and downs along the way. And it's really just about staying true to good sound investing principles, um, not wavering off that path to try to get like really speculative. Um, as you can see, I, I, in a way I'm kind of like at an unrealized, pretty large loss with, uh, with rune. However, I'm still very confident in where that's going. And, you know, when that goes way, way up, uh, I'll be happy that I stuck in and, you know, I had that high conviction because 
You only invest in things that are actually good, solid products that have really good use cases. That's always going to be the most important thing because if Rune was just some, you know, fluff coin that didn't really do much, um, like I'd argue Luna, uh, it didn't really do much. When I staked my Luna, uh, this the gas fees to claim my rewards were really, really high. And I found, okay, well, this doesn't make sense to be staking this. I could just stake Adam and pay like less than a cent to get these. Um, and that's why I didn't really invest in Luna, luckily for me. The only reason I ever had a tiny amount was so I could get my airdrops from Looper. Um, and I cashed those out immediately. So it worked out pretty well for me. Um, obviously, Thorchain took a huge hit, but it is what it is. So I'm still very confident that's going to be going back up when we see some new integrations as and as things sort of return to normal. I'm still very confident that Bitcoin and Ethereum are going up. The only possible scenario that I see us going down, you know, like notably more is if Tether or USDC does something crazy to purposefully just destroy the rest of the investors. It really felt like manipulation from BlackRock or some major institution because, you know, there's conspiracy theories and or rather just theories that BlackRock had you know, billions of Bitcoin and they were manipulating to depeg UST and sort of crash all that because it, it was a competitor to their stablecoin. But realistically, UST wasn't backed by anything. Algorithmic stablecoins are fairly risky compared to normal stablecoins. I've already covered that normal stablecoins that are fiat backed and collateralized are still pretty, you know, unreliable because you don't have great attestation reports or audits. Um, and there's not a lot of transparency. And even when they are transparent, they show that they've only got a small amount actually properly backing that, uh, that state, those stable coins and they're making their money too. So, you know, I'm not really surprised. It's just another form of a bank. They're super centralized. It really just depends if they decide to do something crazy and if that affects Bitcoin and Ethereum in a, uh, in a major way, I'm sure it would. I don't really anticipate that to actually happen. I'm more so of the mind that um, as we continue to see more adoption for Bitcoin, if ETH 2.0 finally rolls out, that's going to be a big catalyst to uh, Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum to go way, way up. And uh, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if we saw all-time highs before the end of the year. So do stay tuned for that. I'll keep giving you guys the regular monthly updates on what's going on with my portfolio and how I'm doing. And uh, let me know how you guys are doing. I, I hope you guys haven't had as bad of losses as I've had. Uh, they're all unrealized to be fair. So uh, I'm not too concerned. You got to keep hodling through rather. And um, yeah, let me know what you guys are doing and, and what you're investing in. Do you think Rune is a good speculative investment? Uh, where are you staking your crypto? Let me know all that good stuff in the comments below. Anyways, as always, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scotty Business. Oh, and uh, do comment hashtag number one ham in the comments below. And that way I know that you watched the full video. All right. Cheers.